Hello, hello everyone. This is Lamar B again, uh, contacting you for a podcast. And uh, today I got the brother Mike Brown with me, um, resident basketball aficionado. So how you doing, Mike? Hey, I'm doing great. How about yourself? Oh, I'm doing pretty good, man. Pretty good. Yeah, how's your day going? Uh, oh well, okay, complain. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. Yeah, I uh, I figured we would uh, discuss, kind of go over some current stuff today. You know, um, we got the uh, we got the protest. We got coronavirus, middle of a pandemic. Got the protest, and uh, and, and um, you know, and then we got the NBA season. They'll <laughs> be started. Ah. Yeah, I I don't want to rank them in order of importance. But, yeah. I will. <laughs> I heard that. I heard that. Now, uh, yeah. now tell me, uh, tell me a little bit about what you're up to. Um, I understand you got a business going, uh, a website. Yeah, um, we've got a couple of online stores. Primarily, the store that we are promoting now, um, right now, is called uh, So Materialistic. Okay. And it's what I would uh, term a uh, general online store. Uh, it's got some unique products, but it's also got, you know, your standard uh, uh, products that, you know, you use, uh, you know, in the home. Okay. And recently we've been focusing, especially given the fact that people are spending so much time at home. So we've been focusing on those products that uh, are, you'll find some things on there that are like your everyday use type products. Mm-hmm. And then products that you don't think about. But now, you know, that you're at home, you know, you, you you know how you ask yourself, man, if I just had something that would do this, okay. you know, kind of a thing. Okay. But I okay. uh, appreciate you asking. It's uh, soulmaterialistic.com. Soulmaterialistic.com. Okay. That's a, I, I was trying to think of, um, you know, what they call that, a name for it. Um, it was like e-commerce or or yeah, 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 yeah. That's exactly what it is. Oh, I mean, okay. E-commerce, you yeah. know, on top yeah. online retail. You know, mm-hmm. um, if you look at Amazon, is my Amazon is a marketplace. Okay. okay. So mm-hmm. basically, that's where you know thousands of you know vendors uh, uh, post their product or make mm-hmm. their product available. Okay. And then you look at, you know, the individual, uh, it's like the difference between being a, you know, small standalone store and being in a mall. Okay. Okay. You know, Amazon, yeah. you would consider like that big online mall. I got you. Whereas, you know, uh, businesses like ours, mm-hmm. you know, that standalone, you know, uh, storefront type scenario. That's cool. That's real cool. All right. Sounds good. And what was the uh, web web address one more time? That would be soulmaterialistic.com. Gotcha. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. And um, I also like to get your thoughts, man. I mean, you know, we've been going through a lot the last week. And, you know, we got, um, you know, who can forget the death of, uh, you know, the public death of George Floyd, uh, the gentleman in uh, Minneapolis, who um, was uh, was more or less murdered by a well not more or less he was murdered by a policeman who kept his knee on his neck for I think eight minutes forty six seconds something like that. Then before that we had um, Brianna Taylor and I think she was in Louisville Kentucky some um, 
out of uniform cops burst into her house. She was with her boyfriend. They were in bed. The boyfriend thought the place was being robbed or broken into. He, he jumped up, fired a shot with his own pistol, and then they just started uh, unloading. And she, um, she ended up dying from that. And of course, Ahmad Aubrey, uh, the gentleman I think that was in Georgia, and uh, he was uh, he was out for a jog and ended up um, being shot. You know, you know, all three of them um, were more or less unarmed, and they were killed. So since then, we've had massive protests, man, not only in America but uh, almost worldwide, Asia, you know, Europe, you know, Australia, you know. So uh, people are in the streets. So this is uh, it's really something. What do you what do you make of it? Well, I mean, first of all, you know, all three of those situations, you know, were were senseless, you know, mm-hmm. um, unnecessary, um, you know, deaths that occurred, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, the byproduct of a system that you know is has existed for a long time, yeah. and. Um, and then on the one hand, it amazes you that in 2020, uh, we still have these sort of things happening. Mm-hmm. But like you said, the post events with the uh, with the uh, protests and a deeper dive into a lot of situations, we find out that it still happens even more and more than um, than maybe what we are aware of, you know, consciously aware of. Um, yeah. Um, you know, I think a lot of people, you know, are aware of it. Um, but of course, it's something, you know, not even that they're not aware, it's that we're speaking on it every day, 24 7 right now. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, in my mind, that's what it takes to really get the type of attention that we now have where like you say it is you know i thought about it yesterday it's been 12 days of protests mm-hmm. i think that a lot of people thought that you know maybe it would last a week and a week and a weekend so to speak yeah, yeah. Uh, and then it's, it's almost like um you know weird sort of way it's kind of like the way the virus spread you know interesting yeah if, if you remember it was like China, then it was in Europe, and yeah. it was in the Middle East, and then, you know, it hit our shores. When it first hit our shores, it was just a handful of states, and before you know it, it was every state, right? Yeah. And in a similar fashion, uh, the protests and the, um, you know, the degree of the protests has kind of spread in a similar fashion, which I, I find you know, kind of interesting. Um, uh, media coverage, I'm sure, you know, plays, plays a big role in that, but that's what it takes. I mean, we live in a world that, you know, if it isn't in the media, it didn't happen. That's you know, a good point. At least for a lot of people, so. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I find interesting in that. And then, I mean, like you say, this the thing with George was such a, uh, you know, I, sometimes it's difficult to even speak on that you can, that there can actually be a human being, whether he's a policeman or um, just a human being, yeah. that could actually be that inhumane to do to do 
something like that. Yeah. And then, uh, and then, uh, it was almost as, as, as bad and maybe even worse. Yeah. Now the guys that just stood by and watched me out. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, I heard point. a comment from someone that I'm not sure they said it, so I'm not going to say who said it, but there was a comment made that the officers snapped. And Interesting. <laughs> if you watch that video, yeah. there's nothing in that video that indicates that anybody snapped. I've seen even it. Even if you yeah. accept that the primary uh, just lost control of his senses or for whatever reason, that doesn't seem like that's an infectious thing that can pass on to three other people, meaning that, you know, if this one individual just happened to lose his mind at that daytime and hour, uh, that the other three individuals would not intervene. There's nothing about the video that shows that the man was resisting, that he could threat either to himself, them, or with the public. You know, so it just doesn't, it defies logic. And, you know, anything outside of that is what's brought us to the response that we're not dealing with. I mean, that's, I just find it just difficult for anyone to watch that video for the full eight minutes and think about anything that it takes you eight minutes to do. Okay. And then think about somebody kneeling on your neck for that amount of time. And what's even worse is for the last two minutes, the man wasn't even responsive. And you still got, I mean, now what are you protecting yourself from? You know what I'm saying? And, you know, I am. Sometimes I'll make a joke about things here and there, but I, I, I don't even have it in me to even joke about that at all. I think that that's got to be. Yeah. When I was in college, uh, I took some uh, criminal justice classes. And I remember one class, they were showing the stuff going on over in uh, Germany where they were, you know, just dumping bodies in those gas ditches or whatever those things were called or whatever. And you know how long ago it was, I was in, I was in school. and. Until this past week or so, whenever this happened, I thought that was the most humane, most inhumane thing I'd ever seen in my life. Just literally bulldozers of people being shoveled into these ditches or whatever they were burying. I'm talking thousands and thousands. I don't, you know, I'm professional, you know, everything about what went on over there, but. And I can't even remember why they happened to show us this film in, in the criminal justice class. But I thought that was the most humane thing, any humane thing I'd ever seen until I just saw this. Yeah. yeah. You know, so that's the impact that, uh, that it had on me. So. You know, I thought after um, after like five, four or five minutes, he wasn't, he may have been dead. He may have been out, but it's almost as if the officer kept his knee on his neck for an additional three minutes or so just to be sure. And I agree with you. I mean, when you say that, you know, um, he, he didn't seem like a guy who snapped. I didn't get that impression either. As a matter of fact, this seemed, <laughs> real, it seemed premeditated almost, you know? 
Hey, the dude had his hands in his pocket, man. I mean, yeah. Yeah. hey, I was just in a long line at the pharmacy, and being a guy, you know, standing in a line, and we both just standing there casually waiting with our hands in our pocket, chilling, mm-hmm. right? This guy looked like he was just chilling. So like I said, that's not a, if he snapped, he snapped a long time ago and never snapped back. Mm-hmm. Because, he never snapped back. again, that just takes a, I mean, I just don't know how, how, what do they call it, depraved indifference or whatever. I don't know how disconnected from humanity you have to be to do something like that. Yeah. Yeah. With the casualness as it appeared. You know, I just, I, you know, you know, you know, a lot of times when we talk offline, I always say, you know what? You know, when something really crazy happens, something that just seems like, you know, just so out of the box. I said, I'd actually like to have a conversation with that person and ask them, you know, like, what was you thinking? Yeah. You know, I mean, it's real easy for us on the outside of any given situation to look at something form our opinions. And the thing that drives me crazy um, in most things, especially sports. Remember how we used to talk about when the sports announcer tried to tell you what a player was thinking in the moment that he he's, he's doing something, you know, yeah. and especially when it's a non-player. Guy never played the game. Right, right. He can and, you know, as, as the announcer is describing what the player is doing, he's also trying to describe what the player is thinking. And he has no clue. Right, mm-hmm. and you and I, as former players and coaches and that type of thing, we may or may not have a little more insight. We know what we might have been thinking in that particular situation because you know we've been in a similar situation. But you know, a guy that's never played the game, and he really don't. He just making up some stuff. <laughs> It's his yeah. opinion. He has his right to it, but he presents it yeah. as if you know he really knows what the person is thinking. Okay. You yeah. know, yeah. when you apply this to this, like I said, you know, I don't even care what this dude was thinking. Whatever he was thinking, it it, it doesn't it, it doesn't alter. Right. There you go. It, it just really doesn't. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, and so that, that, that's, that's, that's how I feel about it. Almost sounds like somebody's trying to trying to line up an insanity defense by saying he snapped or some temporary, you know. Yeah, but the, 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 the quote that I heard was from someone that's probably the least uh, qualified to put that out there. Now maybe, maybe that's the road that they go down. Maybe that's what that person was told. I don't know. Mm. I guess that's probably the only defense that you really could come up with, you know, and there's, and everyone needs to be prepared for this. There's a difference between if you've been charged with something, you have a right to defend yourself. And it's your representation, your attorney, it's his sworn duty to represent you to the, uh, I forget what the terminology is, right? But, you know, it's his job to find a way to defend you of what you were charged with. It doesn't defend the act. 
if that makes sense. Because there is no defense to the act. Right, right. Right? You know, um, none whatsoever. There's no defense, there's no sense, there's no excuse, there's no, in my mind. Let me ask you, know, you this. What do, what do you think of the previous killings, you know, uh, Mart Aubrey, Breonna Taylor, and, and, and uh, I mean, you can go all the way back, you know, um, well, and it's like every year it's a similar type shooting of an unarmed black individual. What do you think about about that? Well, about you know, pattern? from a broader view, you know, I, I think that, again, there's a systemic racist uh, situation that existed that has existed in this nation yeah. for hundreds of years that still exists. Okay. Uh, some of it is, you know, overt. A lot of it is covert. Uh, there's a systemic issue within law enforcement and how law enforcement responds to one community versus the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think there is an element or situation that there are a lot of individuals that have a badge and a gun and by extension literally kind of have the right to take someone's life under certain circumstances you know you mix all of that together and these things become the result of those things then when you start breaking them down individually, just like the young man that was jogging, which is a very sensitive um, thing to me, not because of, you know, well, in addition to a young black man losing his life, you know, in that fashion, this wasn't even a law enforcement. No, That's it wasn't. Why I say, like you know, vigilante. You yeah, gotta vigilante. mix all that stuff together. Yeah. He, you know, as a retired guy that, mm-hmm. you know, my understanding is he was like the Barney Fife of some investigative unit or whatever. And, uh, you know, but the, the, the one sensitive thing there is is that my son is a runner. You know, I think you've, uh, you've talked to him on the show before. Okay. And mm-hmm. uh, just the idea of him just being out for a run and then, you know, he never comes home or, you know, we me on his mom try to reach out to him. And at the end of the day, we find out this is what happened. Yeah. yeah. You know, he was just out before he run. You know, how can you be a threat to any individual or others and you're just out for a run? You know, right? I, think, uh, I think something you said too, uh, is interesting, um, you know, just from the standpoint of first we had the police officer with the knee on the neck. Now we got two. I mean, the guy you call Barney Fife, the father and son team, and they more or less tracked this brother down. This uh, Ahmad Aubrey was more or less tracked down and confronted. And it ended up with him being shot. I mean, you know, it's all. I mean, do. Do you think there's a, a, a basic disrespect for the humanity of black people in America by some? I'm not going to say all whites because I don't think it applies to all whites, but uh, some white people, maybe more so in the police department. I, I think there's, you know, there's a simplistic way of looking at it, and then there's a deeper 
complex scenario that you know I'm probably not qualified to speak on, mm-hmm. but I think it's a combination. There's hate, mm-hmm. uh, there's fear, there's ignorance. Um, you know, there's the um, the extension of a false perception about something that's different than you. Okay. Okay. And then, and this is existing. So, you know, I think that it is at an all-time high because there's a certain climate that has been set in this country from a political standpoint that has reignited, you know, um, a torch under these these, these things okay. for totally self-serving reasons. Well, let me ask, not to cut you off, but let me ask you, what do you think about the, uh, the protests? Do you see them having any impact? Yeah, I, I do. You know, um, you and I both are of an age that we either live through um, some protests, riots, things of that nature, or we were, may have been of a young age and we had, you know, fathers and uncles and aunts and, you know, other family members that lived through these things. I think that a combination of a couple of things. One, the media coverage is 24-7, so it's right there in front of your face. But I look at the, uh, I look at the crowds, especially of the protesters, because I do agree with what a lot of people say. You got protesters, you go, hey, you got rioters, you got looters, you know, but I tend to focus on the protesters. You know, and I look at how diverse that group of people are. And I'm talking not just racially, uh, gender-wise, age-wise, you know. And when you hear some of the comments that come out of these groups, especially from the young people. Okay. You know, I've been pleasantly surprised and how in tune they really are as to what the actual issues are. Not just the shock and awe of what we saw, you know, in the video with the, you know, young man. And now, uh, you know, you're just, you're angry about that. It's a culmination of a lot of things that you spoke to, things that you and I have lived through things that our parents lived through, things that our grandparents lived through, you know. And when you hear some of these young people speak, they get it. Okay, okay. Much more than maybe you and I, or our generation, maybe have given them credit for. You know what, also, uh, that's a real good point because I was just, I was talking with someone, you know, not too long ago, and they said that, you know, this is someone in our age range. And, you know, we, 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 we did our time, our activism, our participation in the movements in, you know, the 70s, 60s and 70s. And, and we, we went through a lot of what America was going through back at that time. But now it's like the young people, like you alluded to, are taking up the mantle now. They're, 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 
They're making their voices heard. And 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 one thing I notice is that and I can't agree with you. Uh, you see a lot of courage. You see, you know, you see uh, aggressiveness, anger, but you also see a clarity of of commitment and and uh, explaining their feelings about what's going on in America and the world. And that, and and I like that. I'm 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 kind of enthused about it. You know, a lot of the young people, because you know, there a lot of them get microphones pressed in their faces and they respond real well. They 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 handle themselves well. They're real clear in the message, and uh, they seem to be consistent and um, you know relentless. And 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 it's it's in a way it's refreshing to see. You know, we all hate the reasons for what went down, and we all hate the climate in this country, and and we hate the conditions that Black people economically have been you know forced to endure. You can't ignore that. And so, you know, to see that these things are being addressed is, uh, you know, it's it's um, it's uh, it's refreshing on one hand, and uh, it's just, um, you know, it's something that is overdue in these recent times. I just hope that the message, like you know, like you said, it's um, it's going to make a difference. I hope that it does make a difference, and uh, you know that the uh, changes, real changes, are, you know, tangible changes are put in place. You know, not just what we've always gotten, you know, watered down the protests, and uh, and then, you know, a month or two from now, we're back in the same thing, then you look up and some other kid or some other adult is getting shot, you know, and we're right back where we started. This seems a little different. So I agree with you in that aspect. This seems a little different and uh, you know, hopefully it will it will have an impact. I'm I'm really really um, you know interested in the fact that other countries are taking up the cause and they're looking at their own relationships, you know, in Europe and different places with people of color. So I don't know where it's going to end, but I hope it takes us somewhere that uh, we need to be. And you know, sometimes it's like a great white shark. If if he stops moving, he dies. And in and, and America, you know, we've, we've kind of done this thing now for, you know, uh, quite some time now, 450 years or whatever. And it's in and America will either grow and evolve or I don't know what's going to happen, you know. But I think at this point, growth, you know, uh, one thing I got to say is uh, we got to we got to wrap it up. We got to get ready to wrap it up. And uh I wanted to get some NBA talk out of you, but we'll have to schedule another meeting to do that. But uh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, it's a good conversation. We can do that. And, yeah. Uh, no, I appreciate the time. Yeah. You know, to be able to speak on on this. I just think that's how important and how significant it is. Right. Uh, the one thing that I throw in there real quick, you mentioned about the um, the other countries, other nations, you know, are kind of taking up, you know. Uh, taken to the streets and protesting as well. Mm-hmm. We live in a global society, you know? Yeah. And then again, racism is, is, is also used as a tool to do certain things. And there are those that are very afraid of the globalization of our society. They're, they're, they're afraid to death of it because they 
they're no longer a majority. Mm-hmm. And good point. You know, um, like I said, I know we were short on time, so maybe. <laughs> Well, we'll talk about that check, time, listen, but. yeah, yeah, I, we can always do another hour just on this, but, but you know, it, but, uh, you know, I, I say this, yeah, and, uh, to wrap it up, I'm very happy that the NBA is coming back. Okay. All um, right. it's going to be very interesting. All right. Uh, I don't think they've got it all quite a hundred percent figured out, but, um, yeah. Adam Silver is a great leader. He's a great leader. And uh, the reason why I wanted to end on that is that that's what America is lacking right now. Leadership. We just don't have great leadership. So I'll give it that. All right. Drop Steps uh, audience, listeners, thank you very much for taking some time out to be with us, and we will be back on the air soon. Take care. Hello, hello, everyone. This is Lamar B. again. Uh, contacting you for a podcast, and uh, today I got the brother Mike Brown with me, um, resident basketball aficionado. So how you doing, Mike? Hey, I'm doing great. How about yourself? Oh, I'm doing pretty good, man. Pretty good. Yeah, how's your day going? Uh, oh, going well. I can't complain. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Yeah, I, uh, I figured we would uh, discuss, kind of go over some current stuff today, you know, um, we got the uh, we got the protest. We got coronavirus, middle of a pandemic. Got the protest, and uh, and, and um, you know, and then we got the NBA season. They'll be started. Ah. Yeah, I, I don't want to rank them in order of importance, but yeah. <laughs> I will. <laughs> I heard that. I heard that. Now, now tell me, uh, tell me a little bit about what you're up to. Um, I understand you got a business going, uh, a website. Yeah, um, we've got a couple of online stores, primarily the store that we are promoting now, um, right now is called uh, So Materialistic. Okay. And it's what I would uh, term a uh, general online store. Uh, it's got some unique products, but it's also got, you know, your standard uh, uh, products that, you know, you use, uh, you know, in the home. Okay. And recently we've been focusing, especially given the fact that people are spending so much time at home. So we've been focusing on those products that uh, are, you'll find some things on there that are like your everyday use type products mm-hmm. and then products that you don't think about. But now, you know, that you're at home, you know, you you, you know how you ask yourself, man, if I just had something that would do this okay. you know, kind of a thing. Okay. But I okay. uh, appreciate you asking. It's uh, soulmaterialistic.com. Soulmaterialistic.com. Okay. That's a, I, I was trying to think of, um, you know, what they call that, a name for it. Um, it was like e-commerce or, or yeah, web. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what it is. Oh, I mean, okay. It's e-commerce, you yeah. know, on time, yeah. online retail. You know, mm-hmm. um, if you look at Amazon, is my Amazon is a marketplace. Okay. okay. So mm-hmm. basically, that's where you know thousands of you know vendors uh, uh, post their product or make mm-hmm. their product available. Okay. And then you look at you know the individual. It's uh, like the difference between being a you know, small standalone store and being in a mall. 
Okay, okay. You know, Amazon, yeah. you would consider like that big online mall. I got you. Whereas, you know, uh, businesses like ours, mm-hmm. you know, that standalone, you know, uh, storefront type scenario. That's cool. That's real cool. All right. Sounds good. And what was the uh, web web address one more time? That would be soulmaterialistic.com. .com. Gotcha. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. And um, I also like to get your thoughts, man. I mean, you know, we've been going through a lot the last week. And, you know, we got, um, you know, who can forget the death of, uh, you know, the public death of George Floyd, uh, the gentleman in uh, Minneapolis, who um, was uh, was more or less murdered by a well, not more or less. He was murdered by a policeman who kept his knee on his neck for I think eight minutes, forty six seconds, something like that. Then before that, we had um, Brianna Taylor, and I think she was in Louisville, Kentucky. Some um, out of uniform cops burst into her house. She was with her boyfriend. They were in bed. The boyfriend thought the place was being robbed or broken into. He he jumped up fired a shot with his own pistol, and then they just started uh, unloading. And she um, she ended up dying from that. And, of course, Ahmaud Aubrey, uh, the gentleman, I think that was in Georgia, and uh, he was uh, he was out for a jog and ended up um, being shot. You know, you know, all three of them um, were more or less unarmed, and they were killed. So since then, we've had massive protests, man, not only in America, but uh, almost worldwide. Asia, you know, Europe, you know, Australia, you know, so uh, people are in the streets. So this is uh, it's really something. What do you what do you make of it? Well, I mean, first of all, you know, all three of those situations, you know, were were senseless, you know, mm-hmm. um, unnecessary, um, you know, deaths that occurred. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, the byproduct of a system that you know, has has existed for a long time, yeah. and um, and on the one hand, it amazes you that in 2020, uh, we still have these sort of things happening. Mm-hmm. But like you said, the post events with the uh, with the uh, protests and a deeper dive into a lot of situations, we find out that it still happens even more and more than um, than maybe what we are aware of, you know, consciously aware of. Um, um, You know, I think a lot of people, you know, are aware of it. Um, But of course, it's something, you know, not even that they're not aware, it's that we're speaking on it every day, 24-7 right now. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, in my mind, that's what it takes to really get the type of attention that we now have. Well, like you say, it is, you know, I thought about it yesterday. It's been 12 days of protests. Mm-hmm. I think that a lot of people thought that, you know, maybe it would last a week and a week and a weekend, so to speak. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then it's, it's almost like, um, in a weird sort of way, it's kind of like the way the virus spread, you know. Interesting. Yeah. If you remember, it was like China, then it was in Europe, and 
you know, it was in the Middle East, and you know, it hit our shores. When it first hit our shores, it was just a handful of states. And before you know it, it was every state, right? Yeah. And in a similar fashion, uh, the protests and the um, you know the degree of the protests has kind of spread in a similar fashion, which I find you know kind of interesting. Um, uh, media coverage, I'm sure, you know, plays, plays a big role in that, but that's what it takes. I mean, we live in a world that, you know, if it isn't in the media, it didn't happen. That's you know, a good point. At least for a lot of people, so. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I find interesting in that. And then, I mean, like you say, this, the thing with George was such a, uh, you know, I, sometimes it's difficult to even speak on that you can, that there can actually be a human being, whether he's a policeman or um, just a human being, that yeah. could actually be that inhumane to do to do something like that. Yeah. And then, uh, and then uh, it was almost as 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 bad, and maybe even worse. Yeah. Now the guys that just stood by and watched that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, I heard a comment from someone that I'm not sure they said it, so I'm not going to say who said it, but there was a comment made that the officers snapped. And Interesting. <laughs> if you watch that video, yeah. there's nothing in that video that indicates that anybody snapped. I've seen even it. Even if you yeah. accept that the primary uh, just lost control of his senses or for whatever reason, that doesn't seem like that's an infectious thing that can pass on to three other people, meaning that, you know, if this one individual just happened to lose his mind at that daytime and hour, uh, that the other three individuals would not intervene. There's nothing about the video that shows that the man was resisting, that he was threat either to himself, them, or with the public. You know, so it just doesn't, it defies logic. And, yeah. you know, anything outside of that is what's brought us to the response that we're not dealing with. I mean, that's, I just find it just difficult for anyone <laughs> to watch that video mm-hmm. for the full eight minutes. And think about anything that it takes you eight minutes to do. Okay. And then think about somebody kneeling on your neck for that amount of time. And what's even worse is for the last two minutes, the man wasn't even responsive. And you still got, I mean, now what are you protecting yourself from? You know what I'm saying? And, you know, I am. Sometimes I'll make a joke about things here and there, but... I, I I don't even have it in me to even joke about that at all. I think that that's got to be. Yeah. When, when I was in college, uh, I took some uh, criminal justice classes, and I remember one class they were showing the stuff going on over in uh, Germany where they were, you know, just dumping bodies in those gas ditches or whatever those things were called or whatever. And you know how long ago it was, I was in I was in school. And until this past week or so, whenever this happened, 
I thought that was the most humane, most inhumane thing I'd ever seen in my life. Just literally bulldozers of people being shoveled into these ditches or whatever they were burying. I'm talking thousands and thousands. I don't, you know, I don't profess to know, you know, everything about what went on over there. But and I can't even remember why they happened to show us this film in, in the Criminal Justice Club. But I thought that was the most humane thing, inhumane thing I'd ever seen until I just saw this. Yeah. yeah. You know, so that's the impact that uh that it had on me. So You know, I thought after um after like five, four or five minutes, he wasn't he may have been dead. He may have been out, but it's almost as if the officer kept his knee on his neck for an additional three minutes or so just to be sure. And I agree with you. I mean, when you say that, you know, um, he, he didn't seem like a guy who snapped. I didn't get that impression either. As a matter of fact, this hey, seemed, real, it seemed premeditated almost, you know. Hey, the dude had his hands in his pocket, man. I mean, yeah, yeah. Hey, I was just in a long line at the pharmacy and being a guy you know, standing in line, and we're both just standing there casually waiting with our hands in our pockets, chilling, mm-hmm. right? This guy looked like he was just chilling. So like I said, that's not a, if he snapped, he snapped a long time ago and never snapped back. Mm-hmm. He never snapped back. Again, that just takes a, I mean, I just don't know how, how, what do they call it, depraved indifference or whatever. I don't know how disconnected from humanity you have to be to do something like that yeah yeah with the casualness as it appeared you know i just i you know you know you you know a lot of times when we talk offline i always say you know what you know when something really crazy happens something that just seems like you know, just so out of the box. I said, I'd actually like to have a conversation with that person and ask them, you know, like, what were you thinking? Yeah. You know, I mean, it's real easy for us on the outside of any given situation to look at something, form our opinions. And the thing that drives me crazy um, in most things, especially sports. Remember how we used to talk about when the sports announcer tried to tell you what a player was thinking in the moment that he he's doing something, you know, yeah. and especially when it's a non-player. Guy never played the game, right? Right. You and then, you know, as as the announcer is describing what the player is doing, he's also trying to describe what the player is thinking, and he has no clue, right? Mm-hmm. And you and I, as former players and coaches and that type of thing. We may or may not have a little more insight. We know what we might have been thinking in that particular situation because, you know, we've been in a similar situation. But, you know, a guy that's never played a game, and he really don't. He's just making up some stuff. <laughs> well, it's, it's his yeah. opinion. He has his right to it. <laughs> but he presents it yeah. as if, you know, he really knows what the person is thinking. Okay. You yeah. know? When yeah. you apply this to this, like I said, you know, I don't even care what this dude was thinking. Because whatever he was thinking, it it, it doesn't it, it doesn't alter. Right. There you go. It, it just really doesn't. 
Mm-hmm. You know, um, that, so that, that, that's, that's, that's how I feel about it. Almost sounds uh, like somebody's trying to, trying to line up an insanity defense by saying he snapped or some well, temporary, you know. Yeah, but the, 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 the quote that I heard was from someone that's probably the least uh, qualified to put that out there. Now, maybe, maybe that's the road that they go down. Maybe that's what that person was told. I don't know. I guess that's probably the only defense that you really could come up with, you know, and there's, and everyone needs to be prepared for this. There's a difference between if you've been charged with something, you have a right to defend yourself. And it's your representation, your attorney, it's his sworn duty to represent you to the, uh, I forget what the terminology is, right? But, you know, it's his job to find a way to defend you of what you were charged with. It doesn't defend the act, if that makes sense. Because there is no defense to the act. Right, right. Right? You know, um, none whatsoever. There's no defense. There's no sense. There's no excuse. There's no, in my mind. Let me ask you this. What What do you think of the previous... Killings, you know, uh, Mart Aubrey, Breonna Taylor, and 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 uh, I mean, you can go all the way back, you know, um, and it's like every year there's a similar type shooting of an unarmed black individual. What do you think about about that? Well, about you know, pattern? from a broader view, mm-hmm. you know, I I think that again, there's a systemic racist. Uh, situation that existed that has existed in this nation yeah. for hundreds of years that still exists. Okay. Uh, some of it is you know overt, a lot of it is covert. Uh, there's a systemic issue within law enforcement and how law enforcement responds to one community versus the other. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there is an element of our situation that there are a lot of individuals that have a badge and a gun and by extension literally kind of have the right to take someone's life under certain circumstances you know you mix all of that together and these things become the result of those things then when you start breaking them down individually, just like the young man that was jogging, which is a very sensitive uh, thing to me, not because, of, you know, well, in addition to a young black man losing his life, you know, in that fashion, this wasn't even a law enforcement. No, That's it wasn't. why I say, like you know, vigilante. You got to fix all that stuff together. Yeah. You know, as a retired guy, that you mm-hmm. know, my understanding is he was like the Barney Fife of some investigative unit or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, but the, the the one sensitive thing there is is that my son is a runner. You know, and I think you've uh, you've talked to him on the show before. Okay. And mm-hmm. uh, just the idea of him just being out for a run, and then you know. He never comes home, or you know, we me on his mom try to reach out to him, and at the end of the day, we find out this is what happened. Yeah, yeah. you know, he was just out for a run. 
you know, how can you be a threat to any individual or others and you're just out for a run? You know, right? I think uh, I think something you said, too, uh, is interesting, um, you know, just from the standpoint of first we had the police officer with the knee on the neck. Now we got two. I mean, the guy you call Barney Fife, the father and son team. And they more or less tracked this brother down. This uh, Ahmad Aubrey was more or less tracked down and confronted. It ended up with him being shot. I mean, you know, it's all. I mean, do you do you think there's a a, a basic disrespect for the humanity of black people in America by some? I'm not going to say all whites because I don't think it applies to all whites, but uh, some white people maybe more so in the Police department. I, I think there's, you know, there's a simplistic way of looking at it, and then there's a deeper, complex scenario that, you know, I'm probably not qualified to speak on, mm-hmm. but I think it's the combination. There's hate, mm-hmm. uh, there's fear, there's ignorance, uh, you know, there's the. Um, the extension of a false perception about something that's different than you. And then, and this has existed. So, you know, I think that it is at an all time high because there's a certain climate that has been set in this country from a political standpoint that has reignited, you know, um, a torch under these these, these things okay. for totally self-serving reasons. Well, let me ask, not to cut you off, but let me ask you, what do you think about the uh, the protests? Do you see them having any impact? Yeah, I, I do. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you and I both are of an age that we either live through um, some protests, riots, things of that nature, or we were, may have been of a young age and we had, you know, fathers and uncles and aunts and, you know, other family members that lived through these things. I think that a combination of a couple of things. One, the media coverage is 24-7. So it's right there in front of your face. But I look at the uh, I look at the crowds, especially of the protesters, because I do agree with what a lot of people say. You got protesters, you go, hey, you got rioters, you got looters. You know, but I tend to focus on the protesters, you know, and I look at how diverse that group of people are. And I'm talking not just racially, uh, gender-wise, age-wise, you know. And when you hear some of the comments that come out of these groups, especially from the young people, you know, I've been pleasantly surprised at how in tune they really are as to what the actual issues are, not just the shock and awe of what we saw, you know, in the video with the, you know, young man and now 
um, you know, you're just you 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 you're angry about that. It's a culmination of a lot of things that you spoke to, things that you and I have lived through, things that our parents lived through, things that our grandparents lived through. You know, and when you hear some of these young people speak, they get it. Okay. Okay. Much more than maybe you and I or our generation maybe have given them credit for. You know what? Also, uh, that's a real good point because I was just I was talking with someone, you know, not too long ago, and they said that, you know, this is someone in our age range. And, you know, we 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 did our time, our activism, our participation in the movements and, you know, the 70s, 60s and 70s. And and we we went through a lot of what America was going through back at that time. But now it's like the young people like you alluded to. Are taking up the mantle now. They're 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 making their voices heard. And 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 one thing I notice is that and I can't agree with you. Uh, you see a lot of courage. You see you know you see uh, aggressiveness, anger, but you also see a clarity of of commitment and and uh, explaining their feelings about what's going on in America and the world. And that, and and I like that. I'm 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 kind of enthused about it. You know, a lot of the young people, because you know, there a lot of them get microphones pressed in their faces, and they respond real well. They 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 handle themselves well. They're real clear in the message, and uh, they seem to be consistent and um, you know relentless. And 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 it's it's in a way it's refreshing to see. You know, we all hate the reasons for what went down and we all hate the climate in this country and, and we hate the conditions that black people economically have been, you know, forced to endure. You can't ignore that. And so, you know, to see that these things are being addressed is, uh, you know, it's, it's, um, it's, a, it's refreshing on one hand and, uh, it's just, um, you know, it's something that, is overdue in these recent times. I just hope that the message, like you know, like you said, it's um, it's going to make a difference. I hope that it does make a difference, and uh, you know that the uh, changes, real changes, are you know tangible changes are put in place. You know, not just what we've always gotten. You know, watered down the protests, and uh, and then you know. A month or two from now, we're back in the same thing. Then you look up and some other kid or some other adult has gotten shot, you know, and we're right back where we started. This seems a little different. So I agree with you in that aspect. This seems a little different. And, uh, you know, hopefully it will it will have an impact. I'm, I'm really, really, um, you know, interested in the fact that other countries are taking up the cause and they're looking at their own relationships you know, in Europe and different places with people of color. So I don't know where it's going to end, but I hope it takes us somewhere that uh, we need to be. And, you know, sometimes it's like a great white shark. If, if he stops moving, he dies. And and in, in America, you know, we've, we've kind of done this thing now for, you know, uh, quite some time now, 450 years or whatever. And it's in and America will either grow and evolve 
or I don't know what's going to happen, you know. But I think at this point, growth. You know, uh, one thing I got to say is uh, we got to we got to wrap it up. We got to get ready to wrap it up. And uh, I wanted to get some NBA talk out of you, but we'll have to schedule another meeting to do that. But uh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, it's a good conversation. We, we can do that. And, yeah. Uh, no, I appreciate the time. Yeah. You know, to be able to speak on on this. I just think that's how important and how significant it is. Right. Uh, the one thing that I'll throw in there real quick, you mentioned about mm-hmm. the um, the other countries, other nations, you know, are kind of taking up, you know, uh, taking to the streets and protesting as well. Mm-hmm. We live in a global society, you know. Yeah. And then again. Racism is, is is also used as a tool to do certain things, and there are those that are very afraid of the globalization of our society. They're they're, they're afraid to death of it because they they're no longer a majority. Mm-hmm. And good point. You know. Um, like I said, I know we were short on time, so maybe, maybe well, we'll talk about that another check, time. Listen, but, yeah, yeah, I, we can always do another hour just on this, but <laughs> but you know it, but uh, you know I, I, I say this, yeah. And uh, to wrap it up, I'm very happy that the NBA is coming back. Okay, all um, right. It's going to be very interesting. All right. Uh, I don't think they've got it all quite a hundred percent figured out. But um, yeah. Adam Silver is a great leader. He's a great leader. And I, I the reason why I wanted to end on that is that that's what America is lacking right now. Leadership. We just don't have great leadership. So I'll give right. that. All right. Drop Steps uh, audience, listeners, thank you very much for taking some time out to be with us. And we will be back on the air soon. Take care. <laughs>